0: This is Generation Justice, a multimedia project that trains youth to harness the power of media. I'm Matthew Brown.
1: And I'm Alicia Hernandez.
0: On November 8th, the United States will elect our 45th president.
1: After a year of debates, clever means a lot of political shade. We will finally sit down as a country and decide who will hold the office for the next four years. A decision that affects over 300 million Americans.
0: This evening, we bring you our conversation with Emmy award-winning documentarian and mayor who is filming conversations about democracy in several hotbed states like New Mexico.
1: Tonight, we discuss the importance of voter participation and how you can register for this November's upcoming presidential and local elections.
0: We also had a chance to talk to state legislators Linda Lopez and Jerry Ortiz-Piño as they discuss the special legislative session.
1: We hope to bring you information and inspiration this evening, so please stay tuned.
0: Starting with some musical inspiration here's Talking About a Revolution by Tracy Chapman.
2: Don't you know? Talking about a revolution sounds. Don't you know? Talking about a revolution it sounds like a smile while they're standing in the welfare lines, crying at the doorsteps of those armies of salvation, wasting time in the unemployment lines, sitting around waiting for a promotion. Don't you know? Talking about a revolution.
0: This week. Generation Justice had the privilege to sit down with videographer and Emmy Award-winning documentarian Anne DeMere. We talked about the importance of democracy through voter participation. Here's GJ Fellow Alicia Hernandez with Anne DeMere.
1: I'm Alicia Hernandez. I'm here with Anne DeMere, documentary filmmaker. Hello, Anne. Welcome to with us here at Generation
3: Justice. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Could you go ahead and um, just introduce yourself to us? Uh, My name is Anne DeMere, and I'm a documentary filmmaker who's based in New York City. Um, And I work mainly on films that have to do with social justice issues. But this year, because of the election, I found myself working on a couple of projects that are really connected to the democratic process and how it's functioning and not functioning and how healthy and not healthy it is. um, So it's And been a very interesting year for me.
1: So kind of speaking off of that, how would you um, define democracy and how have you seen it represented to the places you've traveled
3: to? To me, what democracy is all about is this idea that everyone has a voice and that together we collectively determine how we're going to guide our society. Um, that's sort of my personal idea about democracy, I think. Um And it took me a while to understand why it's so important that everyone have the right to vote and everyone vote. I mean, I knew it intellectually, Mm -hmm. um, but I think that this election, I've really started to understand that that right to vote and that voice is about hope for the future. It's about trust in each other. It's about um, protecting our need to be in this constantly changing universe that responds to what's actually happening on the ground as opposed to, you know, sort of ideas in the ether. Um, And the pieces that I'm working on, one you participated in earlier today, (laughs) which was a piece that I've been working on for Odyssey Networks about first-time voters and what the conversations are in, you know, new voters who are just coming of age in this election and the other piece is a piece about uh, two New York City lawyers who, on their own dime and of their own volition, do voter rights protection in areas of kind of traditional disenfranchisement. So, so it's been fun to sort of be in and filming those mm-hmm. conversations. And, you know, one of the things that was so inspiring when I started that project was realizing that three people, it was three at the time, in their living room can decide, we want to help this election happen in a fair way. We want to protect people's right to vote. So we are going to go figure out how to do that. Our skills are that we're lawyers, so we know the law. So we're going to go see if we can do something on the ground. And they really they really made it up from scratch. And there are these you know, people in their 50s from New York. One of them is an African-American woman. One of them is a white Jewish man. And they're you know, and the other one is this white Jewish woman, and they're, they're trying to figure out what can we do. And they went down there, and they literally called themselves the Mod Squad because they were so different. Um, and they felt to me sort of like superheroes. You touched a lot of issues on you as
1: a person grabbing your own voice. Why do you think it's important that youth or maybe first-time voters or somebody who even hasn't even voted, why do you think it's important that they know how important it is to
3: vote? Because I think ultimately we are a community. You know, we are social creatures. And if you say that you're not going to participate, you're pulling yourself out of the larger conversation of what it is to be a part of our world. And I think that it's an act of hope to cast a vote, but it's also an investment, you know? It's an investment of your time and your consciousness to say, I'm thinking about this, I have an opinion, I want to participate. I think it's important. And I think it it makes us be better people when we have to be conscious about things on that level and when we have to show up and and do something and cast the vote. This is real. People are living lives. Economic policy isn't something up in the ether. It affects people. Mm -hmm. And I think that the vote is how we sort of keep an eye on that, which is why I think it's important to vote. I'm really learning a lot about politics through the process of making these films, but I have never thought about it as much until this year. I also think this is a really scary election.
1: And touching a little bit on that, how do you feel that this election is different than past elections?
3: The kinds of conversations that presidential candidates are having, the things that they're saying, blows my mind. I feel like what's at stake isn't just, are you on the left or are you on the right? I think what this election is really talking about are fundamental things about the way we approach each other as human beings. You know, we, we need a premise from our leaders that everyone is equal. We need a premise that we need to protect people who are disenfranchised, who are in difficult economic situations. We need to acknowledge that we need to make things fairer in our society, that we need to provide more opportunity for people who traditionally have less opportunity. Like this is just – I mean this is like government 101 to me, you know. Right. Um and the fact that we're engaged in a kind of conversation that so clearly is against that is terrifying to me.
1: What kind of influences do you think this has on, you know, first-time voters, anybody wanting to vote?
3: I think it's really hard because I think that it distances people from the process. I I think that w- the world is not what we see on television. It's not what we read on the Internet. It's not what... Blows up on Twitter. The world is what's going on in your own backyard and in your own community. And how, how are we dealing with it? And I just think we've become really distanced from that. I think part of it is that, you know, local newspapers are gone. Um, local news people don't watch. Mm-hmm. Um, we watch national news. We read national stuff online. And it tends to focus on things that we're completely powerless in the face of. And so it makes us feel powerless.
1: Exactly. So speaking of powerless, how do we, um, we as a people, where do we stand in all of this?
3: I think we just have to be more involved with each other. (laughs) I mean, honestly, like, and more interested in each Mm -hmm. other. And not just in our own little world, you know, our own friends and family. We need to get out in the community. Um, And when you think about it, the country is just one larger community. It's just sort of run away from us for a little while.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, and that's actually why I had asked you how would you define democracy. I was trying to really understand it, and hearing you speak, it just sounds like a togetherness, togetherness as a whole. And So as you've traveled around, I'm sure you've been to many places, through all the kind of negativity that's going on through this election, what has inspired you through young people that's really kind of kept your hope in your heart?
3: I think that the thing that's amazing about young people in general also makes them amazing to talk to about politics, which is that you know, there's this amazing time when you're trying to figure out who you are and who you're gonna be. And a lot of your life when you're 18, 19, 20 years old is about what are the possibilities in front of me? How do I, how do I invent myself into something I wanna be? And what's interesting when you talk to young people about politics is they're thinking that way about our whole world. They're thinking, how can I in, how can I imagine how can I imagine politics the way I want or how can I be the kind of political person I want to be? And so you, I think that young people are engaged in the creation of themselves in a way that it feels empowering just by the nature of it. Um, whereas when you get to be a little bit older and more cynical like me, you've, you you've stopped, you've stopped imagining as much. And so I think that that generative energy and that newness and that, you know, that investment in yourself that has kind of boundless possibilities, it affects how young people talk about voting, you know, and... I think there's an optimism. You know, a number of times people talk about, like, well, in the future we don't have to worry about this anymore. Or, you know, once we've solved this giant historical problem that humankind has never solved before, we're well, going to be okay. And so there's, this, there's sort of this hopefulness about it, um, particularly with young people. Opportunity is so important to feel like you can enter the world and manifest something that is uniquely you.
1: Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And I think a lot of what you expressed kind of ties back to this election and how just we had mentioned those things are at stake, that willingness to want to dream, to want to succeed. A lot of that kind of that progress is is on the line here. Um, Anything else you'd like to add? I think we just can't
3: give up on each other. I think there's a tendency right now with the mood that we sort of give up on each other. And I think we have to fight. We have to fight for compassion for real conversation and not just argument Mm -hmm. we have to fight for these things because the system we have in place isn't encouraging them i mean i think it's so important to do exactly what you're doing in terms of engaging and asking questions and being conscious and thoughtful and smart and i mean we need to play to our strengths look at the progress we've made and trust ourselves
1: Thank you so much for being with us here, and I can appreciate how much you've shared with us and taking the time to speak with us here. Thank you so much for joining us here at Generation Justice tonight.
3: You're very welcome. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you so
1: much. Anne, thank you for sharing what you shared. You changed the way I see democracy by sharing your experience and connection with people from across the country. You have helped me understand that democracy, it's tied together to having a sense of community.
0: Thank you, Anne, for the time you shared with us here at Generation Justice. I really admire the work you've done in disenfranchised communities and how you use video as a platform to tell their stories.
1: Up next, here's Counting Stars by One Republic.
4: Lately, I've been, I've been losing sleep Dreaming about the things we could be But baby, I've been, I've
5: been praying hard Said no more counting dollars, we'll be counting stars
1: Voting affects more than just the presidential election.
0: In New Mexico, the only representation was 40% of registered voters in the 2014 governor's election.
1: Electing a governor impacts important decisions for our state. Decisions like reinforcing the death penalty.
0: This past week, there was a press conference discussing New Mexico's legislative special session focusing on the death penalty.
1: Here's State Senator Linda Lopez and Jerry Ortizipino.
7: Jerry Ortizipino, State Senate District 12, downtown Albuquerque.
8: Linda Lopez, State Senator, District 11, Southwest Quadrant of Bernalillo County.
7: It's really important that people stand up and say to the governor, this is a doubly terrible thing you're doing by bringing this death penalty, resurrection, to a special session of the legislature. It distracts us from what we should be doing, focusing on the budget, which is in terrible shape and needs to be given full attention.
8: The issue that the governor wishes to put on the special session is ludicrous. It shouldn't be happening. It needs to wait till January if that's what she wishes to put on the agenda. And
7: the big thing is it basically at its heart is a racist, oppressive policy that doesn't work.
8: What we should be focused on at this point in time is not at these tugging of this political posturing that she is currently doing. We have a deficit in the state. We have to cover that hole of money, which doesn't exist. We have to find a way to make sure that we continue to pay the bills, but also look as to what we can do to make sure that we we stop cutting state employees, that we stop cutting our public education system, that we stop cutting our judicial system.
7: We've cut the support services. We've ended contracts to provide dental services, uh, uh, primary care clinics. Their families are literally being left to dangle on their own. And, and then when they, when they fall apart, when they do something terrible, then we just want to give them the death penalty. This is a very self-defeating approach.
8: When we come back in January, we are close to $1 billion short of money in the state of New Mexico. The governor just wants to cut, slash and cut and slash and cut. Can't do that.
7: we got nothing left. All of our tricks are gone out of the bag. We will have to raise taxes. I don't think any state has ever successfully cut their way to prosperity.
8: We have a crisis for abuse of children in our state. The issue on our mental health system, we don't have one. She's destroyed it. When you look at all of these families, there's issues on drugs, there's issues on the mental health, behavioral health, whatever you wish to call it, she doesn't care. She doesn't have a heart for our state. She never has and she never will.
7: What we should be doing is finding a way to provide the support services, the jobs, the training, the schools, the health care, the mental health care, the rehabilitation services. A lot of them have alcohol and drug problems that they need to be able to bring up kids in a healthy, successful fashion.
8: There's so many other children out there that are being abused. There's a limit that she has currently on staffing in the Children, Youth, and Families Department. We should be funding that at the amount that it's allowed.
7: I think the governor's using this to try to gain a hand in the upcoming election, and hopefully it won't work. Hopefully we'll be able to take back the House, and we'll be able to initiate some real improvements in the state. We're just totally uh, at a log jam right now with the House in the control of one party and the Democrats in control in the Senate. So we can't get anything through. Hopefully, if we could have both houses coming together, we could deal with the governor more effectively.
8: Please contact your local legislator and let them know how you feel. We do represent our communities.
0: Thank you, Senator Jerry ortiz for addressing the importance of voter participation. It's really easy to lose sight on how much of an impact one vote can have, But when we look at issues like the economic state of New Mexico and the death penalty, it makes me realize how important voting really is.
1: Thank you, Senator Lopez, for addressing the lack of child abuse prevention and mental health support here in New Mexico. It really made it clear on how I wish our state policymakers would focus on those very important issues rather than trying to reinforce the death penalty.
0: For updates on this special session, you can visit Joe Monahan, New Mexico, or... Progress Now, New Mexico.
1: Or you can visit the New Mexico Political Report.
0: Let's bring it back to some music with Black Rage by the one and only Lauryn Hill. Then after that, we have Wave and Flag by Kanan.
2: Black Rage is founded on two thirds a person. Rapeings and beatings and suffering and worsens. Black human packages. in denial, Mm -hmm. squeeze economics, subsistence survival.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Welcome back. If you're just joining us, we've been discussing the importance of democracy through voter participation.
1: And one of our core values at Generation Justice is youth empowerment. Registering to vote is one way youth can take a step forward to empower their voice.
0: And speaking of youth empowerment, GJ Youth Producers Jonathan Alonzo and Jaquia Fuller are going to tell you everything you need to know about voter participation.
9: Good evening, everyone. I'm Jonathan Alonzo.
10: And I'm Jaquia Fuller. First, we'll have information on voting, followed by community events.
9: There are only 36 days left until the election. With it approaching so fast, Jakia, we want to make sure that everyone is registered and knows where to vote.
10: That's right, Jonathan. If you are unsure whether you are registered to vote, you can Google the New Mexico Voter View. Here, you will fill out your name, date of birth, and county. Once you've completed filling it out, your registration information will pop up.
9: Jakia, when is election day?
10: It's November 8th, right?
9: Exactly. It's Tuesday, November 8th, and if you can't vote in person, then you can request an absentee ballot by applying for one online at vote.org.
10: Jonathan, did you know another way you can request an absentee ballot is by mail, by downloading an application online from the New Mexico Secretary of State, or you can go into your local county clerk's office?
9: I didn't, but what do you mean your local county clerk's office?
10: Well, it depends on what county you live in. For example, I live in Sandoval County, so I would go to the Sandoval County Clerk's Office.
9: Oh, so I would go to the Bernalillo County Clerk's Office. That's right. The county clerk's office will process your application and send you a ballot in the mail. Fill out the ballot and return it to your local county clerk's office no later than 7 p.m. on election day.
10: Also, the United States Election Assistance Commission has tips for voters with disabilities.
9: Yes. You can familiarize yourself with the voting machines that are specifically designed for accessibility.
10: Another option is having someone accompany you to the polling location. To get more information, contact the election office in your area.
9: If you have specific needs, it's important to communicate, communicate, communicate. Remember, planning ahead can also help you identify possible transportation, parking, and other accessibility needs. Jonathan, what?
10: Do you know when early voting
9: starts? Yes. Early voting is from October 11th through November 5th.
10: Cool. But do you know of any alternative voting locations on the day of the election?
9: Yes. On Election Day, there will be 69 voting convenience centers open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. A voting convenience center is to provide voters with the choice of choosing the closest voting center that fits their needs and schedule on Election Day.
10: That's awesome that they have those available. Hey, Jakia. What are the requirements in order to register to vote? I'm glad you asked. In order to register to vote, you must be a resident of New Mexico, a citizen of the United States, not legally declared mentally incapacitated, not a convicted felon, and at least 18 years of age at the time of the election.
9: You can register to vote at registertovote.org by selecting your state and filling out the information, or by registering with either the New Mexico Voter Registration Application or the National Voter Registration Form.
10: The forms are available at any county clerk's office or state agencies such as the MVD. And lastly, to vote New Mexico, you must be registered by October 11th to vote in the general election.
9: Just to remind you, the general election is on November 8th.
10: Now, it's time for our community events.
9: That's right, Jakia. Our first event is about learning how to vote.
10: Tacos Cumbia y Democracia is a voter registration and information party. They will have voter registration, voter information, sample ballots, and a how-to on voting.
9: The event takes place October 6, 2016 from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. It will be held at Olin, New Mexico on 411 Bellama Avenue Northwest, Albuquerque, New Mexico 87102.
10: It's going to be a fun family event with face painting, food, and games. Who wouldn't want to eat tacos, dance, and learn more about voting? For more information, call 505-796-6544.
9: Hey, Jaquia, you like plays, don't you?
10: They're like only the best thing in the world.
9: Well, then you'll probably love this event. It's the Women on Fire by No Nota Maricela Trevi. This play is a reimagining of Sophocles, Antigone, set along the Mexico-Arizona border.
10: The ghost of a woman who died while crossing the border haunts the unwilling heroine Juanita, the wife of a U.S. border patrolman.
9: Juanita finds herself torn when she must decide whether or not to put her husband's career and their marriage at risk in order to give the restless spirit the proper burial it demands.
10: The play starts at 7.30 p.m. October 1st through October 2nd at the National Hispanic Cultural Center.
9: That's all, folks. Up
10: next, here's Get Up Stand Up by Bob Marley and You're the Man by Marvin Gaye.
11: For your right Busting is just an issue, one issue What about the rest of it, mister?
1: We've come to the end of another great show.
0: A special thank you to Senators Jerry Ortiz-Pino, Linda Lopez, and to documentarian Anne DeMer.
1: Also, thank you to Jaquia Fuller and Jonathan Alonso for informing us on how to vote here in New Mexico. Tonight's show was produced by George Luna Pena and Roberta Rayal.
0: Editing was done by Kateri Zuni and Polly Dinetla.
1: Thank you to Kamari Umi for engineering tonight's show. And also thank you to Gisela Loya for picking out tonight's music.
0: Stay connected with us. Be sure to check out our website, generationjustice.org, where you can listen to all of our past radio programs, see music playlists, read our blogs, watch videos, and so much more. Our podcasts are available on iTunes, so be sure to subscribe.
1: And we're also active on social media, so be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram.
0: Generation Justice is funded by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation, with additional funding from the McCune Foundation, Gonalma Health Foundation, and of course, all of you who have have contributed to our project by visiting our website and clicking donate. I am Matthew Brown.
1: And I'm Alisa Hernandez. Coming up on KUNM is Spoken Word, so stay tuned and join us next Sunday at 7 o'clock.
0: Good night, woke folk, and remember that you are loved, and tomorrow's another day.
12: is my address with pain and crack lips. gunshots coming from sounds of blackness giving this game with no time to practice born on the blacklist told I'm below average a life with no cabbage that's no money if you from where I'm from funny I just want some of your son Dark clouds seem to follow me Alcohol that my pot swallow bottle me No apology, I walk with a boat on my shoulder It's a cold war, I'm a colder soldier Hold the same fight that made Martin Luther the king I ain't using it for the right thing In between lean and the fiends Hustle and the schemes I put together pieces of a dream I still have one I got a dream Looking in the mirror, images of me getting much clearer, dear self. I wrote a letter just to better my soul If I don't express it, then forever I hold Inside, I'm from a side where we out of control Rap music and the hood play the Fatherly role, my story like yours Yo, gotta be told, trying to make it from a gangster to a God or roll. role Red scrolls are stolen, slaves, the Jewish people In cold cage. hate has no color or age Flip the page, now my race Became freedom, right dreams in the dark They far, but I can see them, I believe in heaven More than hell, blessings more than jail In the ghetto, letting love prevail With a story to tell, my eyes see the glory well, the world waiting for me to yell I have, I have a dream. dream I got a dream One
11: Thank you. Nothing less than the suffering best. Do not obey, you must be forsaken that you can pass the test. Just move on to a greater day with just a little faith.